This is Tea Time with Robin. What is up, everyone? We are back again. Look at us. Number six, episode six, Tea Time with Robin. What's going on? I hope everybody is well. What's up, Robin? How are you today? I'm doing fine. It's, <laughs> I know. It's like, oh, I'm still taking Decompress. That. Yeah, I'm still taking that deep breath. Um, the Patriots game was great. I'm glad we all got through that. The players, the coaches, you know, everybody. It, it kind of was almost an afterthought. Um, but holy cow, um, what a game that proved to be. You know, you know, right from the start, uh, uh, Naeem Hines, I think, I, I, I don't know what to think about him, but I think he was like sent from heaven. Something. Um, yeah, because didn't that game just kind of like, okay, I did. I, I took a deep breath and it was like, did he really score that touchdown? And oh my God, what a way to start this game. I feel so much better. I it was something that needed to happen, I think. Because it's like, you know, the elephants in the room. And you're like, okay, what are they, what are they gonna do? And then he just shot out of a cannon. And you're just like, what? You can release those emotions, and you're like, all right, okay, okay, I think we're good. I think we're good. Okay, you know, it was just one of those things that needed to happen for sure. It did. And Josh Allen even said, you know, one of the reporters asked Josh Allen, you know, what did you think about that? And did you feel some sense of relief? And he was like, yeah, I did. <laughs> You know, what a great way right. to start out, you know, go out with, uh, you know, seven zip and you haven't even been on the field. Yeah, because he had his helmet on ready to go and he was just like, all right. And he was like, all right, let me put my the coat back on and sit down here for a little bit and we're good. see what we're doing. <laughs> right. Exactly. We're good. So it, it definitely felt good. It was definitely an emotional game um, all the way through because and I know we weren't going to start here. Um but it was one of those games where after everything was settled, you were like, all right, Buffalo. I mean, we can't play this game just on emotion itself. We, you know, you really have to go out there and play this game because New England is fighting to stay in the playoffs. So mm -hmm. you got to kick it in at some point, you know, we have to kick it in and, you know, kudos to them because they didn't really practice that week and, you know, leading up to that game, but, you know, they held it together and um, pulled that victory out. So that was, that was great to see. It was amazing when you think about it. And and they must have been, I just can only imagine that the players were emotionally and physically spent at the yeah. end of that game. It's like, yeah. okay, now 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 we can have a day to just like rest. And with all the news coming out that DeMar is doing well and uh continue to pray for DeMar and his family, um, that he's doing well is just a godsend for sure. Like we were going Monday, Tuesday, we were just like, what is going on? Okay. He's still not, you know, breathing on his own. And then as the week went on, it was like it better and better and better. It's just like, thank you, Jesus. Like, yeah. you know, for real. Uh, yeah. Like Josh said, there is a God. So, I mean, if you don't believe, I totally understand, but there was some miracle workings with in that, in that week. Oh, absolutely. And if you are a spiritual person at all, it was mind blowing, mm -hmm. absolutely mind blowing. And all of the coincidences with the number three and, oh. 
you know, I mean, I, I'm not superstitious or anything like that, but when you see all of these things happening, it, it just ties it all together. You know, it's like right. a that just ties it all together. And it, it was a week. It was a week. Like I, I don't know that I've ever experienced as a, as a fan, um, you know, the, the absolute shock, you know, and then every day drip, drip, drip of news and praying and hoping and, and, and wondering, you know, and, and then seeing this tremendous thing that happened when, you know, he, he became whole again, basically. Um, and, and what we all experienced going through that, it, it was rough. It was rough and it's going to be rough for a while. Yeah. And in the midst of that, we had um, John Murph. We got news that he had a, he suffered a, a stroke, and and we don't want to not you know uh, give him his flowers because he is still here. Thank God. We have to you know notice that. I, I mean, I was <clears throat> excuse me. I watched one one uh, one Bill Drive and. Um, when Chris got the news, he was, and I'm pretty sure they knew all, you know, all along. Um, but it was just, and I love Chris. I love his commentary. He is very animated <laughs> and I love that about him. So, I mean, it, you wouldn't miss a step when it came to John and Chris, but the fact that John's not there cause he is Buffalo Bills. He's the voice of the Buffalo Bills and for him not to be there and with everything going on with Damar, you're just like, all right, come on. Really, <laughs> like truly. And 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 Murph, you know, yeah, it was like, oh my God, this is, you know, this is too much. Um because at first we heard that, you know, he was sick and, mm-hmm. and wasn't able to do the Bengals game. And Chris Brown started you know, that game and did the first quarter until DeMar's incident happened. And we heard, I I just assumed that, oh, well, his voice was gone Mm -hmm, mm because he had a cold or whatever, and he would be fine. And then we find out that he had a stroke. And I just want to say that my thoughts and prayers are with him and his family um, I don't, you know, obviously we don't know any of the details in terms right. of how how deeply, you know, he was affected, but we do know that with a stroke, you do have to be concerned. Is his speech going to be affected? Is he going right. to be able to come back mm-hmm. and do more games? Um, you know, this, you know, his, his career is, a, it, it's in limbo, at least until... Right we know more information, you know, about how he's doing in terms of his rehab, et cetera. Um, and my commentary about Murph is, you know, he's our connection to Van Miller, you know, and Van, Van was our very first, mm-hmm. uh, well, in the second year of the existence of the Bills on, you know, he was the voice of the Bills and, and Murph has been that voice ever since and and used to do color commentary with Van Miller. So, you know, there's a deep-rooted connection that, that Bill's fans have with Murph. Mm-hmm. And so, to you know, to feel like, oh, my gosh, you know, now we have another person that we don't know, 
you know, what's right. fine, we've, you know, we've all been praying and, and thinking about Kim Pagula. Oh, absolutely. And, and so, you know, whatever, you know, whatever happens for Murph, we, you know, we obviously wish him the best. Um, one of the things I treasure about Murph and I always will is the sound of his voice. Mm-hmm. He always had a very pleasant voice to listen to. Um, you know, that baritone yes. know, kind of voice that he had. So that's something that I'll miss. And in talking about Chris Brown, um, I loved listening to his his covering the game because you can tell that this is like a guy that's wanted to do this all of For his a long yes. <laughs> and he's having so much fun right now. And he should. Yes. And I, I like you, I have absolute love and respect for Chris Brown and, and One Bill's Live. I you know, I love the show. It, it keeps us all connected. But also too. Um, Chris Brown replaced um, John on that show as well. He did. So, yeah, yeah. It, you know, it's like the natural order of things. But um, I I hope that, you know, we get to see uh, Murph come back. You know, if not this season, then, mm-hmm. you know, next for sure. So Right, right. Crossing fingers and absolutely in our thoughts and prayers for sure. Absolutely. All right, we can move on. Um is Sean McDermott I have my list. should be co- coach of, considered coach of the year with yeah. everything going on? Oh, my God. Now, it was in the athletic, I believe. I could be wrong, so I don't want to slander them. Um, <laughs> but there was an article that I read about the people who were, it might have been ESPN. I don't want to slander the athletic. Um Anyway, th- this article was listing all the candidates for Coach of the Year, and of course, mm-hmm. McDermott was not named. Right. Let me see if I can find it. And I am just like, honestly, I can go on this rant because what? Yeah. After everything that he went through with Demar Hamlin and how he led the Buffalo Bills through this season, that has <laughs> been like the craziest season a football team has ever experienced in the history of the national football league. And you don't even have him as a candidate. That's, you know, to me, that's clickbait. It is. You know what? And I, I, it was first year coaches. It wasn't, it wasn't um, coach of the year because I mean, they got, they got Brian Dable. They got Doug Peterson. He's not a first year coach. Oh, first no, no. With, the ja- with the Jags. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. Got- yeah. Okay. And they had um who else is here to do from no, that's not. Oh, intern. Never mind. This is not the list. This is not the list. My bad. So yeah. what? It doesn't matter. I'm not seeing Sean McDermott's name anywhere. Right. And right. I have a problem with that. And I'm sure you do too. Yeah, I mean, Josh has a problem with it too because he said he's the perfect man to lead in this situation. Brandon Bean also spoke about it and said um, he's such a good leader. He knows um, he knows how to kick people in the butt. He knows to be there when they need a hug. Like he knows how to per se read the room. Mm-hmm. So I mean, if you're a quarterback and if your GM is saying, in this situation, I see no other man leading these these men out of this situation and and what's going on in Buffalo. Uh, this guy is that he's the perfect coach to 
to lead these men. He is. It yeah. says a lot. It says a lot. It, it, it totally does. And the thing is, that's funny about it. He won't care. No, he won't care a fig no. about any, any kind of award or anything like that because he is so selfless. Mm -hmm. He's one of the most selfless people that I think I've, I've ever observed. You know, he, he makes sure that nothing is about him. Mm -hmm. He always is quick to say that, you know, when the DeMar thing happened and people were asking him, how are you doing? Well, this isn't about me. You know, that that's kind of where he's always at. And and the only other comment that I would make about McDermott is, and it has nothing to do with him being coach of the year, is that he's very religious and he's also very spiritual, which... Right. You know, someday you and I'll get into a conversation about, you know, the difference between religiosity and spirituality. Mm -hmm. uh, we'll, we'll save that for another time. But the bottom line is he's both. And he's very comfortable with his, with his religion, with his, with his Christianity. And he's comfortable saying it. Yes. Yeah. And, and that's something that I think is to be admired. You yeah. know, in a, in a world, in a time, and I won't get preachy on this too much, um, but in a world, in a time when things are so divisive, you know, I, I'm, it, it comforts me to, to see a man who is so comfortable with his, with his Christianity in his skin it, it, it just comes out of him. He lives his Christianity. I guess that's what I'm trying to say. He lives it. I can't wait till we have a conversation about this because um, some people are uncomfortable speaking about religion and, and Christianity, which I understand. And, you know, so at sometimes I may be uncomfortable as well, but not because of how you view me because I really don't care. Um, I, it's uncomfortable for people because of how I live my life. So I'll just keep it at that. Well, we will, you know, <clears throat> this, this is nuggets for future conversations. Yes, yes, for yeah. sure. <laughs> for, for sure. But Sean McDermott, and, you know, circling back to that, I just want to, you know, close in, in, in this part of our conversation that it's, it's, it's comforting. It, I am very comforted by the fact that he is who he is and he has absolutely no qualms about being no apologies for it. his authentic self. You know, yes. I'm, I'm not finding the right words, but that's what it is. His authentic self. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I don't know. He just makes you because what, six years ago yesterday, right? He was chosen to be head coach of this team. And a lot of people didn't like the fact that he was going to be the head coach of the Buffalo Bills. Mm -hmm. People were so used to the Rex Ryan type of, uh, of buffoonery, buffoonery. And before that, we had uh, Doug, what was it? Oh, my gosh, he took the money and ran. Oh, why I'm not thinking of his name. Doug Whaley, are you thinking of? No, Doug Whaley was a GM, but... Who was the guy that the head coach that he coached for the Jags? I can't think of his name. Oh, Doug Marone. Doug Marone. Yeah. Hot mess. It's, Hot. A, it's a good name to forget. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I knew it was Doug, but I just didn't know the last name. And I know it wasn't Doug Whaley. And a lot of people have their own opinions about Doug Whaley too. So 
there were good things about Doug Whaley. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As a GM, I had question marks, but there were a lot of good things about Doug. Oh, Whaley. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but we can get into if you want to moving on to the Miami game. Yeah. Or is there something? Okay. So we found out yesterday that Tua is not playing. It's going to be Skylar Thomas playing the rookie against these Buffalo Bills. Skylar Thompson is was a Thompson, seventh, my bad. Yeah, yeah, was a seventh round draft pick, and he's going to be playing the game of his life. That's <laughs> for sure. And I, especially with our defensive line, and I'll get into this later, but, um, you know, the Bills are coming into the playoffs at a really, you know, good time in terms of their returning to health. Yes. Um, and we'll get into this in the next thing. But first, I want to say something because you knew this was coming. Um, everybody probably knows this was coming. We're talking about the Dolphins and Tua. Um, my rant I don't think Tua should be playing football anymore. But again, it doesn't matter what I think. He's going to do whatever he wants to do. But I, again, I I have such an issue with the Dolphins and the way that whole situation has been handled. Um, and I really wonder, I do, I wonder what would have happened if Tua had been drafted by the Bills or an organization that that handles things differently than the Miami Dolphins apparently do when it comes to player safety. Um, but Tua's concussions are so concerning, and the fact that he is still in the concussion protocol um, this far out is concerning. It was like when Mitch Morse a, a couple of years ago mm -hmm. had a concussion where he was out for a couple months and I was hoping he would retire then. Yes. And I'll be very honest about that. I I'm uncomfortable with him playing, but that's his decision. Right. It's, it's not mine. Um, but I worry about Mitch Morse as well. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. It, but Tua, no, you know, and I'm, to be honest with you, I am so glad he is not playing because yeah. Don't, could the Bills fans take another like no. horrible tragedy on the field? No, absolutely not. And you know what? And I think some people may give us pushback because we're Bills fans and we're playing against the Dolphins. I said this when they were playing against the Bengals. Yeah, listen, I'm not a fan of Miami. I'm not. That as a Bills fan, we're not a fan of our our division uh, opponents. We're not. But here's the thing: if Tua came out there, I would be so concerned with our guys going after two and tackling him in a way of just tackling, he falls back. You know, um, I, 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 I don't know. It, it's a concern for me because like you said, it's three, what, three, four weeks now, and he still can't pass concussion protocol. There, there is a problem there. And I don't know if it's the doctors not wanting to sign off and having your John Hancock on something saying he's fine to play because you seen last time, Someone signed off on it, and then they got fired. So I don't know if someone wasn't doesn't want to sign off on it and lose their license or lose their job, or whatever the case may be. I. It's well, a, you make a, a good point because, like I mentioned in a previous podcast, you know the the researcher who basically discovered um, CTE 
penned an editorial in the New York Times begging to never to play again. Right. And so any, you know, in my mind, any thinking neurologist would be saying, I would, I wouldn't sign off on it. I wouldn't sign off on it. I would even, but Robin, even their fans are just, I mean, cause you know, I go on these Twitter spaces and they're just at each other. Oh, Tua can play. They're just holding him back. Da, 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 da. And I'm like, yeah, they're holding him back for a reason. Um, to protect him. McDan- right. McDaniel said after that game, they lost. They went over the film and Tua couldn't explain why he threw this pass here, what he was seeing here. He told him to go down to the hall and go see somebody because you are you are experiencing concussion symptoms. That's not me saying that. That's your head coach. Mm-hmm. And saying you wonder about you know the head coach and and the whole organization and and I've I've said this before I I just have issues with the ethics and how they go about their business. Uh, this does put some type of a I don't know mark on that organization, mm-hmm. but it, it yeah it, it make it makes them look bad. It makes yep. them look bad. It, it does. does. It is and now game. Uh, Okay. As far as the game, excuse me for mm-hmm. no, you're good. there. Um, I have a, a couple of notes. Um, we really need the run game to work in, you know, in, in this matchup. I mean, obviously I'm not worried about Skylar Thompson being a high scoring, you know, guy. I mean, I could be wrong because we have Tyreek Hill. Let's not forget. Mm-hmm. Oh, he got weapons back there. I mean, and, and Waddle, although right. they may be a little bit, injured yeah both of them are i don't think are playing at 100 percent. but regardless they're you know they're to be respected and the other thing is their defense is good yes yes i know a little banged up but they're good and who's not banged up towards the end of the season who's not who's not i mean we might be the healthy healthiest team out there on sunday i mean we've had our we've had injury lists of stuff during this whole season. I mean, the Bills may be the healthier team out there right now, but I mean, who's not banged up? It's towards the end of the season. You know, everybody has ankles, whatever, you know, all these bruises, but they're going to go out there and play. But I'll say this, if they see that Skyler is not handling what he needs to handle and we are, we're picking him apart at some point during that game, you're going to see where Miami is just like, we're done. We're done. I say if it's not if it, if we have a lead going into the half, coming out third quarter by that third quarter, you're gonna see Miami Dolphins just be done. Yeah, the thing that I don't want to see is the Bills shooting themselves in the foot. That's yeah. my concern because you know we all have seen the mishaps that have happened in the red zone lately. Yeah. Um, On- Sunday. Exactly. And, and you can't, you can't have that happen. So you get down to the red zone, you need to get seven points. And let's not forget the two games that we've played against Miami have both been very close. And I expect this game may be very Absolutely. close, as well, even without Tua. I mean, cause uh, they have weapons. They have Tyreek. They have a run game. I mean, we, we need to stop the run because Moster is, if he's playing, he's not. Thank oh, they, oh! So they did. Um, they ruled them out. I don't. Well, I sh- I shouldn't say that. You know what? I, I thought they ruled him out. 
I thought they did too, but regardless, he's, he, if he plays, he scares me. Yes. He, he ate our defense the last time. Yes, he did. Yards or something like that. I was like, well, okay. Um, but not even him though. It, they have another guy back there too. Um, Williams. Forgot his name. Yeah. I, he's good too. So we, you can't let up. <laughs> the point is as, as it builds, you cannot, you cannot let up. And I don't trust McDaniels not to do some dirty stuff. I don't know what, but I just, I don't know why, but that guy just doesn't, you know, he, he doesn't sit well with me for some reason. It must be the, the thing with Tua, but you know, when somebody like that kind of taints my point of view, I, I have a tendency to look through a filter and um, I just, I, I don't like that, what that guy stands for, I guess mm-hmm. is kind of pretty much where I'm at with it. But well, here's a stat for you that that McDermott does well against rookies. He is ten and three. The only ones he lost against against rookies, um, and I didn't even know he lost against Sam Darnold, but he did. Um, Sam Darnold, uh, Lance, and um, Mac Jones. No, so. Mac Jones. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still laughing about Mac Jones. That he's a head trip for me. Yes. Um, I guess the the other thing we want to talk about, if I can move on. Yes, go ahead. Because um, I'm just so excited about this. The news that we got that Micah Hyde and Jamison Crowder were being taken off of I, or IR, put on that whatever list that they yes. had three weeks to get signed to the active roster. What do you think, T? I I mean I don't like to move past the Miami game, but if we did, there's a possibility he can play. <laughs> mm-hmm. I I seen that. I was like, oh my God, can he play on Sunday? And there's like, no, there's no way he can play on Sunday. I was like, all right, all right, all right, cool, cool, cool. So that means we definitely have to win. <laughs> definitely have to win. I want to see him play again. Yes. Yes. Mike Hyde, if I can wax poetic for a second, I love him for so many, many reasons. He is kind of a heartbeat of our defense. Mm -hmm. And I said this when he went out earlier this year that losing him was catastrophic. Yes. And I thought, okay, well, we'll try to get through. We, you know, we have depth, blah, blah, blah. But my heart just sank when we lost him because he is, he's, he's the Josh Allen almost of, of the defense. You know, he's the leader. He's, you know, everybody gravitates to him mm-hmm. and his role on the field. And when him and Popo are together, yeah, you know, they make it- music. They do. And, and I, for the longest, we've missed that this season. Yeah. And it, you can tell, and, you know, you could definitely tell in the back, in the back end that, that he's definitely being missed. Um, he's, he's not ruled out. He just said he didn't play or he didn't practice yesterday, not to go back to that, but yeah, I, he possible that he may play. Um, and you know what, when it came to uh, Micah Hyde, did he go down a third third game? Was it a third game or second third. game? Second or third game, maybe right. early. But early. the way it, yeah, it was early on. And the way it happened, it was just like 
he's on the on the cart just going to the locker room. You're like, what happened? Yeah, you know, for me personally, this is just an aside, but he had a herniated disc in his neck, and and that's what happened. Well, it happens like over like nothing because I had a herniated disc in my own neck um, that I woke up with. Oh, and, really? Yeah, and it's like, well, what did you do? Well, I woke up, <laughs> and that, and and, and that's all it, was, it took. That's all it. I did it in my sleep, apparently. And it can happen when you, you know, you have, if, if the, if the disc was already damaged, gotcha. you know, and it was just kind of there hanging on by a thread, so to speak. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, and I would expect that's probably what happened, you know, with Micah Hyde, but he obviously had a um, minimally invasive surgery because there's no way that he would even be coming back at all. Right. Or if you know it had like a fusion or anything like that, that you know that would know that because I want to say that's what people were concerned if he could be able to turn mm -hmm. his neck and whatnot. And I'm like, I'm pretty sure if that was the case, he would not be out there. No, they you know they can do they can tell what weight bearing you know he can take, and they have enough you know testing to be able to determine whether or not it, it would be appropriate for him. And he's passed every test along mm -hmm. the way. So I'm good with it. If, if he feels comfortable and the doctors feel comfortable, I'm comfortable, you know, with him coming back and putting his medical issue aside, having him back fresh. Yes. Yesterday he said, he goes, I've never felt this good in January. <laughs> I know everybody's sore in the, in the ice buckets. And he's just like, I need none of that. I'm, I'm ready good. to go. I'm yeah. ready to go. I'm ready to go. And so having him back in my mind is so significant for this defense, just incredibly significant. Yeah. Because and, Johnson and, uh, um, oh my gosh, with the Dean safety, Marlo. they're not, they're, they're not it. I mean, they're there. No disrespect to neither one of them. They're just not it. They're not, they're filling it. They're the backups right. for a reason. And Popo, I call him that because I love him. Popo, mm. you know, he's been on a bum knee. Yeah, a a so, knee and elbow. like Elbow, exactly. So he's not even 100%. But right. Micah just takes everything and puts it all together. He'll make Tredavious play better by just being there. You know, Tredavious And fresh eyes, Robin. Fresh eyes. And, and big eyes in terms of he, he sees the field. He's like the field commander because he can see what's going on. He knows what's coming and he can just Belichick has said this, that yeah. Micah Hyde and, and Jordan Poyer can disguise themselves so much. He has absolutely no idea what coverage they're in. And he said they do it better than, than mm -hmm. any safety tandem that he's ever seen, which is high praise. Yes, it is. High praise. Yes, it is. So yeah. it's my Micah Hyde lecture, but no, I, I, I'm happy. I like, I can't wait. Like I said, we got to definitely take care of business when it comes to, um, and Crowder. I don't want to get out, you know, again. yeah, yeah. Yes. This is why we brought Ed um, Beasley back. Yes. So now I feel better about this stable of running, you know, excuse me, wide receivers that we have. Um, I feel better about it. I feel much better about it. And, mm. you know, one other quick note, because I want to know what you think about this too. Um, I really wish people would stop 
as bad, you know, as, as tough as it's been for Gabriel Davis this year, I really would like the slander to slow down because I don't think it helps anybody. Um, and yes, is it right to criticize him for dropping passes that he should have caught? Yes, absolutely. I get it. But I think sometimes on social media, it gets, it, it gets reverberated to the point where it's not helpful. Expectations. As fans, we have expectations when it comes to our teams and our players. I'm pretty sure Gabriel Davis has expectations too. And I'm pretty sure Gabriel Davis didn't want to drop the balls that he's dropped this year. Um, so from one year playoff run for Gabriel Davis, and he's catching all balls out of, the, out of this world, to the next year of our expectations for Gabe Davis was to be to step into the number two position and just go a blazing. Guess what? It didn't happen. Are we upset? Sure. But don't, don't lose focus that he's working and we don't even know what's really going on because there's something going on. We don't know. Maybe he has still have a bum knee. I mean, a bum ankle. You know, maybe he does. And it'll probably come in, come out after the fact. So yeah. I'm fine. With it. Listen, if Josh is fine with it, I'm fine with it. Josh is still throwing him the ball. Yes. Yes, he had a drop. Ooh, that I would have loved for him to catch. But he didn't cost us the game. Yeah. So... And not even that, in the beginning of the season, he had one of those balls, um, Pittsburgh. He took mm -hmm. the ball away. But you know what? We're flaky fans, too, because we're like, oh, my God, Gabriel Davis. Ugh. Exactly. Two weeks later, you know what? I can't stand Gabe Davis. He can't catch freaking ball. Like, Stop it. Yeah. yeah you got to chill. You have to chill. The roller coaster ride is ridiculous. It's fine to get off sometimes. Well, the other <laughs> thing is we also know what he's capable of doing when Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, and and maybe he's going to light up in the playoffs again. And if he does, I'm going to go after every person that said that, you know, he's a POS or whatever, you know, I, I, I just think it's unnecessary. And let me ask you this, Robin. So if Gabe Davis was to be that legit number two, do you think that the Buffalo Bills could afford that? That's a good question because this year is when Josh Allen's big money kicks in. And mm -hmm. I don't think we know what the salary cap is going to be yet. No. If, you know, if we do, I know it's going to be more because of TV advertising going up and all that. Um, but at the same time, you have to play all these players, man. These contracts do, are coming up. What do you do with Tremaine Edmonds, you know, are we going to, you know, because he's going to cost money too, mm -hmm. you know? So. And, and that's another conversation that we can have too, because people were on two, two years ago, people were like, oh, get him out of here. We can get somebody else. I, yeah, it's, it's, it's crazy. It's crazy. You got to let it play out. You have to let it play out. You mm -hmm. do. Have I, to stop reverberating in social media too. Yes. Yes. Uh, when you see stuff like that, if anybody's listening and, and you see this stuff ripping around um, social media, feel free to take, you know, to take a moment and share that we don't need to like do that um, all the time because it's enough, you know. Enough. And we have ran players out of Buffalo. <laughs> Let's be honest. 
Yeah. Let's just be honest. Well, you have any more? Are you done? Are we conversating um, some I, more? I think I babbled enough, except no, no. for one thing. One thing I do want to say, mm -hmm. and it's just my message to everyone. Um, this is an ongoing process that we have in terms of what we went through watching Damar Hamlin um, and his challenge. Uh, we're all still affected by it. And it's okay because when you watch football, like for me, I didn't want to see Tua play for that reason, you know, so, so I know it's still bothering me. Um, but just be nice to one another and understand because I, I've seen some comments um, made by people that, oh, just suck it up and deal with it and move on. Well, that's not how this stuff works. Yeah. That's not how PTS works. And it's really important to understand that this is a process. I wrote, interesting, I wrote an article for our blog. Um, it's fanbase.org, okay, buffalofanbase.org. If or com, buffalofanbase.com. Got it right. <laughs> so I, I write as well as uh, I'm the editor there. And I wrote an article this week about the Buffalo Bills not being okay. And that I, and, and neither are we, you know, right. that, was, that was my first sentence. And in the article, I talked about why it's going to take a while and why we need to show compassion for one another and not be judgmental about how we're all doing. You know, if somebody's still a crybaby, um, maybe that's because that's what they need to be. And that we all should stop being judgmental about how people deal with their issues in life. Mm -hmm. So I want to just leave people today with the, with the knowledge and knowing that for one thing on Twitter at Robin Mundy Wyo, you can always hit my DMs if you have a question or there's something, you know, that you want to chat about that that's bothering you regarding anything. I don't care. Mm -hmm. um, because we need to make sure that we're all okay. Right. Yes, Absolutely. So that's Absolutely. my last thought is just, I want everybody to know that it's okay not to be okay and um, reach out if you need to. And, and if not, you know, with me, then reach out to a friend, reach out, you know, to someone because um, it's going to be an ongoing process for all of us. A constant, a, a continuance, like it just doesn't stop. Mm -hmm. Just because he home, he's home doesn't mean the prayers should not stop. You know, Buffalo, I think, is going through something right now. And um, I don't know if we need to sage the city, but there's something going on. So Agree. A, a little less um, negative and more love mm -hmm. would be great. <laughs> would be great right now. Lots more love. Mm -hmm, for sure. So we're going to get out of here on some love. Um, thank you. I appreciate you. You know that. And um, this is episode six of many to come of tea time with robin Thanks. we love you guys we appreciate you guys stop stopping by stepping through listening and uh oh yeah always 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 hearts out if you're look seeing this on the video we got hearts if you're listening we got hearts growing up so um we love you guys peace out and as always uh
Go Bills. Go Bills. <laughs> You have been listening to Tea Time with Robin. Go Bills!